What's up, world? Digital world. I digress, listeners. Let's go back in time. July 16th, 2020. The tweets appeared in the name of some of the most high-profile and powerful figures in the world, from hundreds of accounts to tens of millions of followers, and all containing the same message. From the account of former President Barack Obama, an apparent offer to double any donation of $1,000 sent in Bitcoin, in the words of the tweet, to give back to the community. This was the work of a hack on an enormous scale. The corporate accounts of tech giants like Apple were also hit. And even some of the world's richest figures, like the Microsoft founder Bill Gates. Most of the tweets were quickly deleted as Twitter began an investigation. But experts say it's possibly the most significant hack that any social media platform has seen. I've never seen anything quite like this. Typically, high-profile users like this are some of the most protected accounts on, on social media sites. Now you multiply that by, I don't know how many accounts were taken down today, but there were um, more than 10 that at least we saw and we tracked very high profile people. And the fact that this happened is, is quite scary. I mean, you don't know how this was perpetrated. Jack Dorsey tweeted, it was a tough day for us at Twitter. We all feel terrible this happened. We're diagnosing and we'll share everything we can when we have a more complete understanding of exactly what happened. <laughs> For those that you did not know, I just have an article here that I'm going to read just a little bit from. So it says, some of the world's richest and most influential politicians, celebrities, tech moguls, and companies were the subject of a massive Twitter hack. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos, Michael Bloomberg, uh, Bill Gates were among some of the accounts pushing out tweets asking for millions of followers to send money to a Bitcoin address. Clearly, I am not cool enough to get my Twitter account hacked and ask for Bitcoin. What do you make of this, strike? These are like some of the most influential people, yep. not in the United States, I mean, in the world. Mm -hmm. Millions of followers, they're authoritative figures, a lot of agencies, the various ones manage their accounts. I'm like between two-factor authentication, between you know password management, between having a list of all the people who have access to all these different things, and all the protocols protecting their phones and IP address and all this stuff. How easy, with all that being said, it is to just infiltrate. And it wasn't just like a funny little tweet no one of someone they're capturing bitcoin which is like one of the most untraceable currencies to date yes to even try to do all these things and they got like what i think between a hundred thousand to a quarter of a mil somewhere yeah. in there depending yeah. on who you that ask was one of the last numbers i saw yeah that is crazy and that's scary yeah not to put the fear for brands but to some reality if they can get hacked and we kind of will dive a deeper on how that might have happened yeah what are you doing What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Troy Sandage. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. Fast forward to today, people still do not take their social media accounts, their brand identities, and their IP within the digital world as seriously as they should. So I went back, pulled some audio, from a conversation I had with Eddie Garrison live right after it happened. Talking about it, talking through it, what brands can learn from it. And I'll come back at the end to just circle back and give context of what you can do as a brand to try to avoid being hacked and what procedures and processes you need to have in place to keep your brand protected. Let's take a listen. I can tell you this from straight up just personal experience. Back in May, my Facebook account was hacked. 
I have two two factor authentication on, and it was still hacked, and I lost two of my personal pages. So I lost my business page and I lost my public profile page. What did so I had Facebook to do? Did I know you reached out numerous times? Did they even like try to help, or they just no. like no? They were basically sorry about your luck. That's pretty much what they said in a nutshell. Imagine them saying the exact same thing to Joe Biden, to yeah. Elon Musk, to yep. Bill Gates. Like yep. it's a flawed system. No matter if I have a blue check or not, or no matter if I'm like yeah. top of the funnel or not, it shouldn't be yep. like that. The thing I say. So this is what Twitter said in a statement that the company detected what they believe to be a coordinated social engineering attack by people mm -hmm. who successfully targeted some of our employees with access to internal systems and tools. We're looking into what other malicious activity they may have conducted or information they may have accessed, and we'll share more here as we have it. That's what Twitter themselves said. And they said, like you said, a lot of that potential could be an inside job. And what threw me off was that they were saying it was uh, internally one of their tools Yeah, that they were using that bypassed all these things we had in place from a security standpoint because what they do is basically change the email. Once you change the email yeah. and reset the password, you're in. That's and if exactly you're not right. looking at it every second of the day or have a notification about that, there you go. You hit the nail on the head because what a lot of people keep saying is like, oh, we'll just use two-factor authentication. That It doesn't really matter, guys. It, it doesn't clearly because they targeted internal employees <laughs> so they would have access to their emails as well. And that's all unless you have it set up to go to your mobile phone, which even they can clone numbers these days. I used to work in the banking industry, right? A private sector right. company. We, I would l regularly, I'm talking once a month, see 256-bit encryption with multi-factor authentication, more than two, I'm talking three and four, get hacked monthly to try to steal money from banks. It's not as hard as you think it might be to do. And for those who don't realize it, the email spam scams, COVID-19, because of COVID, there's been more scams of people, mm -hmm. hey, get the get the new vaccination, or if you want to get your first, I guess, early testing and all these different things. And people are buying into that. Yep. This is, it, this is a big reality. This is a big thing. And this shouldn't be the thing that, oh, I should check my accounts and check my passwords and have a crisis communication plan and all these other things. Y'all should have been doing this way before this happened. Yes. Well, I use Google passwords. They'll automatically like a 16 bit different symbols and everything. Yeah. But what's your password, your Google account, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you got yep. all these different things locked on. That's great. That's perfect. But you know how easy it would be if they just access your Google account, they yep. can just access your passwords again and keep it moving. When that happened to me and just personally what I use for passwords, I actually still have a, a password generator. So it's not like I'm using like Garrison one, two, three is my password, right? I mean, right. it's like numbers and letters and that have no specific value whatsoever. It's just a right. random generator. And my account was still able to be hacked. For all those who are trying to buy followers or maybe this just to have a, a volume of people, but not a quantitative, a quality type of conversation when you're yep. building a community, when these things happen and you don't have an established brand voice or a tone or things like that, your community may not even know or care or even tell you like, hey, this doesn't sound like you. We know this is not right. We know this is kind of yep. spammy or whatever. Yep. I'm going to inform you. Not only do that, I'm going to be a brand advocate going above and beyond and letting people know, do not do this. This isn't them, blah, 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 blah type of thing. But yep. again, this is another benefit of why if you go from the 
foundation bottom up of quality concept community even when these things unfortunately probably will happen because of how we are in the social digital world yeah you have a people that's going to back you support you and not give in to you know pr damaging and everything else versus if you didn't now you're going viral now for all the wrong reasons all the wrong reasons and it's just like oh my goodness oh my goodness well what's the point of growing my brand if it can be hacked that's like saying what's the point of going outside if if you can get I a can paper get by a car or bit by a mosquito. Like you got to live your life. You got to yep. grow your brand. Yep. Um, we're not saying that that should be an obstacle that just should stop you from progress and success and marketing yourself and building your brand up for these things to happen. That's not the goal. Right. It's just be aware, prepare yourself and also have a crisis communication plan in place, have these systems in place and know how to respond the quicker, the better. But if you're going to be quick, you have quality because if you're doing quick and you don't have a quality to it, it may burn you twice. Yeah. And, and I couldn't agree more specifically, and I'm speaking to people that manage brands, social right. media accounts, you already need to have this stuff in place where you have it in a Google doc that if you get hacked or something happens, you can just literally copy and paste it and be ready to go. You got to have that bullet in the chamber because right. social media is 24, seven, 365. Someone will put you on blast with the quickness because you're a brand. And for whatever reason, that's what turns them on i don't know but <laughs> i mean there are screenshots y'all screenshots nothing's deleted nothing yeah dead. exactly no, if it's posted it's there forever yeah regardless if you delete it or not because all i gotta do is hit print screen and i've got it and i tell people all the time with as markers we'll be on our phones we'll be trying to tweet something on our own personal account and then we look and we're like wait a minute Been this there. ain't my account Been this there. is the client's account Been or there. a business account and you're just like and you could have went all the way and sometimes you actually supposed to you're just like oh I can leave it or just like, no, I got to delete it again. If it's just that easy, just out of nomenclature of what we're doing, just as marketers, and we're trained professionals that yeah. do this every day and we can slip up by tiredness, busyness or whatever. Imagine the level of intensity that can happen if that can be pulled to take money from your account, money from yeah. your client's account, irreparable damage, you know, PR blast that just hurts them all the way through. Security is a, is a very valid thing that needs to be addressed for marketers. We kind of yeah. forget that. I'm going to grow an agency by tomorrow. I want clients. But if you don't have everything secured, you can't secure the bag. Since then, I've had a lot of folks reach out, but what should I do? What can I do? What can I do to avoid this? And it's not like I'm trying to be a negative Nancy where it's like, well, if they're a trained professional hacker, a black hatter, it doesn't matter what you do yep. type of thing. But there are things that you can do to hopefully alleviate this or at least be prepared for when this comes, if this even happens to you, your brand, your business, your clients and things like that. Um, one thing we've already talked about, if you don't have two-factor authentication, not just to your social media accounts, a lot of the people, as I mentioned earlier, sync it to their Google account. Have that for your Google account, please. Please. I Please. beg of you. Please. So what? You got to do a six code through text message that takes maybe two minutes of your life. That's better than someone getting hacked in another state of location that you came from a conference or trade show on and didn't know about it. Weird IP address. Whatever. It, it happens. Yep. Please do that as Just one. Do it. And another thing, um, again, I mentioned a few times the crisis communication plan. What does that consist of? Having maybe, like you said, you might have another administrator on your Facebook accounts. They don't really do anything, but there is a backup if you need another person in. You can have that for other accounts as well. Having all your passwords there, having your brand messaging language of what you're doing. If this happens, I need to go this. Depending on your brand, you may have to consult legal action right away. Yep. 
all these things need to be in like a document in a, a system where you know a reference right away. So that way, the faster you can get through this process, the faster you can respond, the faster you can mediate the explosion. Because in social media, the longer it's there without some type of conversation, the worse damage it can cause. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And to even piggyback on that, when you create these documents in these files, make sure multiple people know where they are yes. and, and how to access them and how to post them. Because like you said, we're human. We have lives. You know, we even go and get to go on vacation sometimes. So if, if I was on vacation and something <laughs> happened to one of my customers accounts, I might be on a cruise ship. So I don't know what's going on. So they Very need true. to be able to easily get to it and easily understand what they need to do. I'm building this community that they know how I talk. They know how I sound. We have this trust and validation. If something is posted after all this work and building this community up to where it needs to be, the community will not burn me. The community will be there to support me and advocate for me and navigate through this. Oh my goodness. They're not going to think, oh, why would they say that? I'm going to shut them down. I'm going to boycott that, that restaurant or that brand because of what they just said from a political standpoint. Right. No, it's like they would never do this. Yep. They would never say this. I'm going to support them. I'm going to tell everyone, don't do this, don't do this, whatever, until we shut it down. That's the point of having a strong community. And it's not just as a way to generate revenue and leads, but to protect the brand name and the brand's sake as well. This may be a very uncomfortable truth when it comes to your data security, but the weakest link to keeping your data secure will be you. As social media giant Twitter discovered on July 16th, 2020, despite the best technical security measures you have in place, all it takes is a break in protocol to place your client's data and your business reputation at risk. Your data is valuable and so is your brand. Imagine if instead of hacking Apple's Twitter feed to ask for money, the hackers on July 16th posted that Apple was going to buy another company or discontinue the iPad or even post an inappropriate message. Once they gained access to the accounts, they were free to post anything. The hackers could have easily wrecked havoc to the reputations of the accounts that gained access to. They could have posted a link to ransomware that could infect every computer on a network. The widespread damage would have been massive and maybe inconceivable. Even if the tweets were eventually proven to be fraudulent, it wouldn't have been before customers and vendors and the market and users would have reacted poorly. Even after the post is removed, there's a real possibility the customers and the users lose faith in your ability to keep their data secure if you keep your own security. So here's the point. Always remember, the internet never forgets. While we are aware that some businesses still treat their social media as an afterthought, even in 2021, come on now, it is simply too powerful to ignore. Again, I know it's very difficult to accept, but even if you have the most advanced data security system, one that is highly resistant to brute force attacks, it can all be undone due to a team member clicking on the wrong link. That's all it takes for your system to become compromised. When we look at what happened to Twitter, we see that the hackers understood they couldn't brute force their way into Twitter's database. So they used social engineering to trick someone into granting them access. In today's increasingly connected business environment, SMBs are often linked to larger organizations. If an SMB's data gets compromised, there's also the possibility that they will provide hackers with a door into the larger business's database. Data security is vital to all businesses regardless of their size. Remember, all doors, no matter how small, need to be locked. So really quick, these are four basic tactics social engineering uses to 
try to trick you, your business, or your team into providing access to your business data. One, user carelessness. Your team simply doesn't follow best data security practices, including poor password management. Instead, at the very least, use Google Password, LastPass, keep your security, something along those lines to generate better passwords. Secondly, perceived helpfulness. A member may get a password reset request and give the distressed person the credentials without verifying their validity. Always verify who gets access to what, what phone number, what email, and make sure you're passing the baton to the right individual. Third, working within the comfort zone. A team member may receive what appears to be a legitimate email from a recognized email account, causing them to become comfortable, forget their training, and release sensitive information. Always click the arrow and see where that email goes. Anybody can change their display name to be something or of someone who is familiar to you or your business infrastructure. Check the email to make sure it is the confirmed contact you are sending private information to. And lastly, very obvious one, but very important one, fear tactics. A team member may receive an email which appears to be from your tech department, air quotes, requesting they take an action or risk consequences. If it's an emergency, and this doesn't seem normal. This doesn't seem like a typical protocol. This doesn't even sound like maybe your boss or a team member. It doesn't hurt to do a few extra checks. Text someone else. Confirm, is this what you're seeing? Is this what you know? Um, reach out in another form of communication that only you know with the other person. So they email you, send them a text, send them a call. Maybe call their partner or their loved one or their home phone to make sure this is valid and this is true. These are ways that social engineering infiltrates and destroy. What are three lessons learned from this whole Twitter hack experience that I'm reflecting back on that, again, it happened on July 16th, 2020? Number one, pay attention to and monitor your social media. The longer the hack is allowed to run, not only does the damage grow more significant, but it becomes more difficult to regain control of your data. You must be agile enough to respond quickly. Number two, Ensure you have a viable backup in place and ready to go. Unfortunately, sometimes hackers may have warmed themselves so deeply into your system that the only way to remove them is to delete your data and start over. Start fresh, start new. If you are concerned about your ability to wipe your hard drives, clean your data, then your business will most likely be unable to survive a cyber attack. And number three. Communicate with your team, your vendors, your clients, your users, if there has been a data breach. This is so critical that many businesses do not employ when it happens. While it is embarrassing to admit your data has been compromised, it's far better than having your clients' accounts end up on the dark web. Worse still is finding the account used to post inappropriate statements on social media, damaging their and, of course, your brand. When you communicate with your clients, you give them the ability to protect themselves by changing their credentials or even monitoring their credit, if need be. As we have seen, social media can be a double-edged sword. With it, you can directly communicate with your friends, your family, your clients, your team, your users, your vendors, and everyone alike. Like all swords, you have to be mindful where you swing it. If you aren't confident in your ability to manage your online presence or need a little help, you need to reconsider who is on your team, who are your third-party vendors, and how are they all working in 
cohesiveness together to protect your data, your brand authority, your social media integrity, and overall your business, which is your livelihood. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah!